Well, you ready for the Word of God today? Amen. Amen. Well, let's pray. Father, thank you for bringing us together today to enjoy your Word and to see wonderful truths out of your Bible that can minister to us, help us, and change us so that we can be more like you. We, I ask you to just guide my mouth and my heart to speak those things that you want your people to hear. And so for this, we give you the praise, the glory, and the honor, and all agreed said, amen, amen, and amen. Okay, let's, uh, so the topic is, behold all things new. Let me see the scripture. Behold all things are new. And let's see the scripture. Let's read it together, okay? Can we read it together? On three, ready? One, two, three. Therefore, if anyone be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Very good, class. Very good. <laughs> How many of you like brand new things? Yes. yes. Okay. Ladies, you like a brand new dress, a brand new outfit, maybe a, even a scarf, some jewelry. You like some jewelry? Never have enough, always want some more. And guys, we like to have cars. It's nice to have a nice, new, shiny car. Uh, you know, smells real good, no scratches, no dents. Just ride along in your new automobile. We like new things. But guess what? How about a brand new you on the inside? Yes. How's that sound? Yes. The Bible says that our outward man perishes, but our inward man is being renewed day by day. That means every day we should become new on the inside, learning new things about God, being more holy, being more loving, being more kind, being more thoughtful. Praise the Lord. That's what we're supposed to do. See, God is working on the inside to perfect you. Did you know that? That's his, you know, the world was created in six days, but he's still working on you. <laughs> his work is not finished. He made the heavens and the earth, but you are an ongoing project for him. Did you know that? <laughs> Some of you uh, are, are more of a project, and uh, that's okay because we all are a work in process, aren't we? So uh, some of you might say that uh, I can't be what God wants me to be. What does he want us to be? He wants us to be perfected and conformed into the image of his dear son. Did you know that? We're supposed to be like Jesus. Hello? Anybody out there? <laughs> We're the Bible says, whom he did foreknow, he predestined to be conformed into the image of his dear son. Well, how in the world is that going to happen? It's going to happen when you put the Word of God into your heart, when you plant it into the soul of your innermost being, and you have a desire and a love to want to be that, and then that seed that's planted in you will grow, and all of a sudden you'll be doing the things that God wants you to do, and you don't even know that you're doing them. It's just automatic, just like when we plant the seed out there. In that little seed is all the power to, to grow a grass. It, the trees out there started with a little seed that you planted, and in that little seed is all the power to become a great tree with all the branches and leaves and hopefully flute, uh, fruit. So let's see this here. Uh, these are some old, tired, converse tennis shoes, right? How many want to wear, if you get up in the morning, you want to go make an impression, would you want to put those on? You know, I, I hear people, when you go for interviews, they look at your feet to see how you take care of your shoes, right? Right, Allie? I think so. Now, <laughs> we, we don't, we don't want to put on our old, dirty, honorary self, do we, when we go out? I know you all look nice and pretty right now, and, and you got a good smile on your face, and you look real holy, I, but I know if you go through life, 
and people challenge you or push you the wrong way or offend you, all of a sudden something comes out of there that you didn't even know was there. How did that get in there? <laughs> well, that's because we haven't dug down deep enough to let God minister to us to be able to handle situations with the grace and the love of Christ. Amen? So what we want to do is put on these kinds of shoes right here. Now, there you go. There's some good-looking converse, right? No. <laughs> They're new anyway, right? They're in style now. I mean, they were out of style. Now they're back in style. Okay. So how do, we come, how do we get a brand new you? Like I said, we put the Word of God on the inside of us. And, you know, last week I ministered for 40 minutes. And the, two, the one thing that a couple of people pointed out, it says, I really could identify with that part where you said when you pray and read the Bible for five minutes and then you sleep for 55 minutes and then you want to count it as an hour spent with the Lord. They said, we could really identify with that. I go, you mean that? Uh, with all I said, that's what you remember? But then I find out that's pretty, it's pretty much a universal thing that people, when they start settling down, and getting planted and reading the word of God and listening to the voice of the Lord, they just get peaceful because the Lord, the Bible says Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And so your bodily functions kind of relax and just all of a sudden you're in la-la land. But then when you wake up, you're supposed to go back to the Bible. You're not supposed to just go on and do something else because guess what? You're supposed to be hungry for the word of God. You've you got to have it. You, the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. You have to be hungry. Hungry. Say hungry. 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 When, you're, when you're not eating, guess what? You're sick. Right? You go to the hospital, and they say, well, how's he doing? Well, he hasn't eaten. He hasn't eaten? That's not healthy. He's got to eat. Well, what if you're a Christian and you're not eating? You're not healthy. You're sick. You need to get the Word of God to nourish you so that you can go on and do the things of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. And sometimes you just have to force feed yourself. Did you know that? You just have to sit yourself down and say, you're going to read the Bible and you're going to like it and you're going to enjoy it. You're going to receive something from the Lord. And if you don't get it the first time, you open it up and you read the same thing again to make sure it gets into your heart to penetrate into that fallow ground, that hard heart that we have because we've been so busy doing everything else that we can't concentrate and focus in and tune into the Lord. And I've had friends and I've done it myself. You read something, you ever read something, you go like, what did I read? <laughs> what, what, what is this? Read it again. Over and over again until it finally penetrates and gets on the inside of you, and then you can receive from the Lord. Praise God. Now, you need to get something, a revelation from the Lord that's for you. God wants to speak to you. The Bible says that the Word of God is alive and sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll speak to you where you're at. You know, the other day, my wife came in, and she was meditating on the Scripture. It's in 1 John chapter 2, verse 3. Let me read it to you. It says, Now by this we know that we know him if we keep his commandments. If you don't keep his commandments, what? You don't know him. He who says, I know him and does not keep his commandments is a liar. Ooh, 
When, did, aren't you glad that you came to church today so somebody could tell you that you're a liar? <laughs> that, oh, you're so encouraging, Pastor Chuck. He who keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. He who says he abides in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. We're supposed to walk like Jesus walked. So my wife came into the kitchen. She's so excited. Oh, I'm going to walk like Jesus walked because I was meditating on this scripture. And I said, okay. <laughs> I, I'm not there yet. I mean, I'm... That's a good scripture, but I, I'm working on other stuff. But it was real and open to her. So I was going to have her come and tell us what you're so excited about. Praise the Lord. Amen. Well, you know, sometimes we read the Bible and things, um, things just kind of jump out at us. And that's what I was doing. I was reading the Word of God. And First John, actually, I was on the train the gold line going to work and uh, the train got, you know, stopped because of the rain and it took me like an hour to get there on the train. It's usually 25 minutes. But anyway, I was, I said, well, I'm going to, you know, focus on the word while I'm sitting here in this situation. But in 1 John 1, 2, um, like Pastor said, um, I started reading it and I said, do I really know God? You know, am I keeping his commands. I started asking myself, because I was talking to the Lord within myself, I said, Lord, do I spend enough time, um, you know, reading the word, praying without ceasing, like the Bible says? But these are things that the Lord asks us to do. These are commands, you know. Renewing of our minds, like Pastor was saying right now, so our minds will be transformed. Am I doing that? Am I transforming my mind so that I'm changing? Well, if I look back over all the years, yes, I've changed, but I'm not changing as quickly as I'd like to. So <laughs> say amen, those who agree. <laughs> so it's like the Lord put a fire under me. He says, okay, well, I love you, so if you love me and you want to know me more, you know, start committing. The word is commitment. Start committing even more. You know, and when we have our busy lives, I'm going to work every day. He's retired now. Praise the Lord. Well, he's not really retired. He's working for the church. But he is retired from Kaiser Permanente. And I'm still having to go back and forth to Kaiser. Um, but this, the reason the scripture jumped out at me is just, it was the Holy Spirit. It was like, here it is. Behold, all things are new. It's like the Lord is saying to us, as he said to me, this is your time to transform yourself quicker. You know, it's up to you how quickly you want to transform yourself through the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. So, I mean, read over this. I know there's a lot of scriptures to read, but it just penetrated into my heart because it says... If anyone obeys his word, his commands, the love of God is truly made complete in them. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must live as Jesus did. So that's the question. Am I living as Jesus lived? So praise God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. 
Hallelujah. So we want to become this new person. And like Marianne was saying, we can't just read about him. We can't just hear sermons about him. We can't just hear testimonies about him. We got to experience him for ourselves. Let him speak to us. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, it takes hold of our lives. So can you put your books down? I want to do a little exercise with you. So I give you the, the uh, a little illustration on the difference between the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. You got everything clear? Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask you when I say Father, I want you to stand up. Not yet. When I say Son, I want you to sit down. And when I say Holy Spirit, I want you to clap your hands. Okay? Can you do that? All right, here's the story, right? When I was growing up, I just loved God the Father. I mean, who wouldn't love God? He's all-powerful and almighty and all-present. And when you need help in time of trouble, he's there. All you do is just pray to him. But then I found out about his son, Jesus Christ, who died for my sins. And they were supposed, we were supposed to pray to the Father in his son's Jesus' name. So I would pray to the Father in the Son's name, but I didn't know anything about the Holy Spirit. I would pray, Father God, if you get me out of this one, I'll serve you all the days of my life. But I could never live right because I didn't have the Holy Spirit. So then I invited Jesus the Son into my heart, and I could pray to the Father in his son's Jesus' name, but I still didn't have the Holy Spirit. I didn't know I needed the Holy Spirit. Then told, someone told me, you need to have the Holy Spirit. So I told them, I know the Father. I met the Son, but I don't have this Holy Spirit. So I read in the Bible where the Son said, to the disciples, <laughs> to wait for the Holy Spirit, which was the promise of the Father. So sure enough, John the Baptist said that he baptized in water, but there was one coming after him, Jesus the Son, that would baptize with the Holy Spirit and fire. So I prayed to the Father in his Son's name, and he sent the Holy Spirit to me. So now I have the Father the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Hallelujah. Give yourselves a hand. Because you all have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you. Isn't that nice? Okay. <laughs> Very good. Well, <laughs> let, me, let me show a picture here of someone that is reading the Bible and what happens to him. Oh, man. Isn't that just sweet sleep? Just enjoyable. Praise the Lord. Well, let's look at this next scripture about how in 1 Corinthians, we want to learn about the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. What, what do they do? It's a triune God, tr Trinity. We have one God, but three different operations. So let's see how it goes. There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord Jesus. And there are diversities of operations, but it's the same Father God, which works all in all. But the manifestation of the Holy Spirit is given to every man to profit. So we see here in the middle... It's the same operations, Father God, the administration is Jesus, and the manifestation is the Holy Spirit. 
Well, how does that work? Well, if you work in a big company and the president of the company says, I want to give everybody a raise. Well, everybody goes, hallelujah. So then the administrator says, well, okay, I'll make out the checks. I'll make sure that they get processed and I'll get the checks. And then the supervisor, he goes and he manifests, he actually hands the check out to you, right? So it's all in one but different operations. In healing, the Bible says that God said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Right? Jesus said, I'll come and do the administration. I'll pay the price on the cross for my people to be healed. Then the manifestation is the Holy Spirit comes and gives you the healing. So he's the workhorse. He's the one that's here on earth ministering to us. The Father's in heaven on the throne. Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. And the Holy Spirit's doing all the work. He's manifesting. Tell the story about the little boy that was out playing in the swings and he hurt himself and he came in. And he told his dad, Dad, I just hurt my knee. He said, well, well, let's pray. So they prayed in the name of Jesus that God would heal him. And he said, okay, how do you feel? He says, uh, it still hurts. He says, well, we're waiting for the manifestation. So, okay, so go out and play some more. So he went out and played and he came back. He said, Dad, it still hurts. Well, we're, we're waiting for the manifestation. And he said, well, how long, when is this man from the station going to get here? <laughs> Amen? Amen? Let's see this next slide here. So it's funny how God the Father told his disciples, this is my son, listen to him. Didn't he say that at the Mount of Transfiguration? Listen to my son. Then Jesus, when he left, said, Listen to the Holy Spirit. So who do we listen to now? We have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. We have Father in heaven who's orchestrated everything. We have Jesus who has administrated everything. But now we have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. And he tells us things to come. Let's see what he does. He says, in this Amplified Version, he says, I will ask the Father or pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper. How many of you need a helper? I need a helper. He's the comforter, he's the advocate, he's the intercessor, he's the counselor, he's the strengthener, he's the standby to be with you forever for the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive and take to its heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him. Say, I know him. Because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with me and continually will be in me. So the Holy Spirit, his first thing, he's a comforter, but let's look at this other thing. He's a, next, next slide, oh, okay, next slide, oh, that's, let's go to the next slide, that's not the right one, here we are, he's a counselor, he counsels you, you can go to him first for counsel and let him speak to you through his word, people, or situations, now, the Holy Spirit, he's a smart person, wouldn't you say, what do you think his IQ is? <laughs> infinite he has intelligence with no quotient you can't measure it it's limitless right he knows everything and can do everything for you now it's a very complicated uh, formula to figure out your IQ it was devised in 1912 by a guy named William Stern and he came up with this formula to and let me I have a picture of him right here let's see let me see his picture. There he is, right there. What? How did that get in there? That's not him. It's the next picture. There he is, William Stern. Okay. Pretty similar, isn't it? 
No. <laughs> let's go back to our let's go back to our main slide there, the counselor. Go back to Amber. There you go. <laughs> I just wanted to see if you guys were awake, that's all. <laughs> but I learned this early in my Christian career that God, the Holy Spirit, can guide you in anything that you do. We had when I first took office as an administrator at the church, and we owed a lot of money, and they hired this one guy to operate or to program our computers, and they paid him $2,000, and he didn't know what he was doing. He was a better salesman than he was a computer technician, and so he was in there trying to figure out how he could do this, and he was there for eight hours and couldn't do it. He was scratching his head and wondering, I don't know, I, maybe I got in over my head, I, I, may, I might have to just quit and get back the money, and the pastor came by, and he said, what are you doing? He said, I'm trying to figure this out. He says, just go home. Pray to the Holy Spirit and let him show you how to do this. He said, okay, I'll do that. So he went home, sure enough, prayed to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit gave him the insight, the knowledge, like he did in, in the Old Testament. Came back, and within a day, he had it all figured out. How, how did that happen? Holy Spirit knows his intelligence is limited, unlimited. There's nothing that he can't show or tell you. I told this to a friend. He said, oh, yeah. I, I took a job as a butcher, and I didn't know how to cut meat. I go, how'd you take the job? He said, I just took it and went in there and asked the Holy Spirit, how do I do this? That's pretty, that's pretty bold, isn't it? You know, he had the big meat there, and he just started, you know, okay, go this way, got to go this, okay, I, there I got it. Hallelujah. So I learned that. On, so now at Kaiser, I, I do the same thing, or I used to do the same thing. I get stuck, couldn't balance couldn't, couldn't figure out what was wrong, why this program wasn't working. I said, Holy Spirit, are you still there? <laughs> Can you help me with this? I'm here again. Sure enough, every time he came through and showed me how to finish the job. And so he, I didn't think the Holy Spirit would go to the, to, the, to the butcher shop. I mean, it's cold in there. It's smelly. There's, it's a lot of blood. But he goes in there with you no matter where you're at. Know how sticky the situation is. He'll help you. So I see, I, I see him. He, he goes into the, uh, he helps people with computers. He helps people with cutting meat. He helps people in the accounting department. And even yesterday, I spent three hours with the Lord, talking, helping, asking the Holy Spirit to help me in my life. And I went to go play basketball yesterday. And I don't know what happened. <laughs> But I was just making these shots and everything was going in. And just, I had no problem. I mean, even shots that were way off. They would hit the backboard, hit the front of the rim, hit the other side of the rim, and plop, plop right in. And then so one time I, hit, I, I, I threw up a hook shot. It hit the front of the rim. And you know how sometimes you, it goes in and sometimes it This one tapped right in. People said, man, what happened to you? I got the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> in fact, when I was leaving, I told Amir, my, my Muslim friend, I said, I'll see you back at the house. And they go, what are you going to do? You going to baptize him? What are you going to do? <laughs> I said, no, I want to show him some furniture. And they go, oh, okay. Well, we wanted to get on him whatever you were doing. So my son, I, I told my wife and my son this, and my wife goes, praise God, I believe that. Wonderful. My son said, I don't think so. How can you be praying and that makes a difference on the basketball field or court? And I said, well, haven't you seen the movie? 
angels in the outfield? <laughs> Where they go to get the ball and all of a sudden they get extended? That's God helping me out. I need a little help out there, praise the Lord. So these balls, I don't know, an angel might have just tipped that, that little ball in, you know, that was on the edge. I believe it. I'm going to do it next week and see if it really works. <laughs> but a lot of times, we don't use the Holy Spirit. Did you know that? We, we, we try to do things in our own way, in our own strength, and we don't utilize him. But you know what? God wants us to utilize him. He, he wants us to, to use the Holy Spirit. He's not, he's not tired. He, he's not too busy. I used to think he was too busy to be concerned about me. He, come on. He made the earth, all the heavens, the galaxies. Surely. He knows the hairs, the number of hairs on our head. He has them all counted. Surely he can take care of my situation. But so let me show you how this works. This is a little demonstration. I'm going to ask Brother Ernie. We're going to promote him to be Holy Spirit today. Amen. Amen. Welcome. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Oh, so good to see you. Oh, thank you, brother. Thank you, brother, Holy Spirit. I appreciate you. You know, could you just uh, step aside for a minute? I got some things I got to take care of, okay? All right, okay. I love the Holy Spirit. He's such a wonderful guy. Praise the Lord. Mm. What a great gift. I'm going to open up some mail, Holy Spirit. I'll be right with you, okay? Just hang, hang, hang tight there. So oh, here's, here's something from... Um, my insurance company, oh, probably a rebate. <laughs> I've been believing for some extra money. Dollar <laughs> sixty-eight. What is this? Dollar sixty-eight. That's that doesn't. Even, that's not even. The paper is printed on. What good is that going to do? Oh well, I'm believing for more. But I guess every little bit helps, right? Okay, I'll keep that in. I got to believe. I got to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to get some more money. This is what I need to do. Praise the Lord. Okay, here's a, here's a, a something here from my. Uh, oh, the L.A. County tax collector. Oh, that's probably my big rebate, huh? What do you think, Veronica? Yeah, I think so. Let's see what we have here. Oh, oh <laughs> what is this? I owe $2,000 because our property value went up? <sighs> I don't know. What am I going to do? $2,000. I guess I could call my banker. Eric, I, I, you got $2,000? No. I don't know what to do. If I just had someone that I could call on, someone that could help me. Can you help me? Can you? You got any money? Let's take another offering, okay? I'll be with you in a minute, Holy Spirit. I got some, some things I got to take care of here. Well, I couldn't get any worse, could it? No, no. Let's see what this is here. Oh, it's from my doctor. Okay, must have been those last uh, test results, you know, came back. Um, at least I got my health. If nothing else, if I owe money, at least I got my health, you know, because you can't buy your health. But praise, what is this? Oh, my God. This is not good. It says here, let me see what it says here. <laughs> uh, I'll just have to say what I, I know it is. Okay. You've got a heart murmur. You're pre-diabetic. Your glucose is up. Your, car, your, your uh, what is that thing? Carbohydrates or your uh, cholesterol is up. <laughs> this is not good news. I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, the doctor's given up on me. He said I can't do anything. I just don't know what I'm going to do. <laughs> I gotta call a friend. You know what? 
I got, what a bad day I've had. I got no money. I owe $2,000. And my health is a mess. Can you help me? No? Goodbye. <laughs> hey! <laughs> the Holy Spirit! You want to help me? All right, you got some scriptures? Praise God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for I needed help. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate your help. Thank you. I'm going to work on those things that you told me. I'm going to tell them some things that you told me already, okay? Thank you. Give Ernie a big hand. Amen. Because you think, oh, okay, those are just made up stuff. Every one of those things has actually happened in my life. I got a rebate for $1.68. I almost felt like throwing it away, but I go, no, don't, you know, the Lord's blessing, okay? Then we did get a, we did get a, a summons that we owe $2,000 in taxes. Now, most people would quit, you know, just... We bought this house, and it was one of those variable rates, and all of a sudden, we owed a lot of money. But I knew the Lord. I knew what he had promised me. He is our provider. So I went in the back house, and I just started praying to God. I said, God, you are the provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. I give to you. I know that you have your provision already laid out for me. I'm just believing that you're going to show it to me and manifest it to me in the name of Jesus. So I did this for a week, and I just kept thanking him. I prayed, and then I thanked him. I said, I know you got it, Lord. It's around me somewhere. Where is it? All of a sudden, I hear a knock at the door. <laughs> Nowadays, I was listening to this comic routine. You know, 20 years ago, when somebody knocks at the door, they go, oh, wonderful. We have company. So glad. Look, bring them in. Let's have some coffee. Let's have some cake. But nowadays, when somebody knocks at the door, they go, <laughs> Who, who is it? <laughs> Shh, did anybody invite anybody? D does he see, d can he see us moving in here? <laughs> Mom, get down on the ground. Go <laughs> do the army walk. Come on. <laughs> You're afraid when the doorbell rings now. But in this case, the doorbell rings. And I, the guy says, excuse me, sir, but we're in the neighborhood. We work for the ABC network, and we're searching the homes around here to find out what homes we could use to film uh, an episode. I go, oh, really? I go, is there any money remuneration for this? He said, yes, it's uh, $250 if we film the outside of the house per day, and it's $500 if we film the inside of the house a day. So you know what I said? Come on in, brother. <laughs> Come on in. He stayed for five days, $2,500, paid my tithes, $250, uh, paid my taxes, $2,000, and me and Miss Marianne had a nice night out for $250. Case settled, case closed. Amen? But you have to go, and you know, you can't have a testimony unless you have a test. It was the most harrowing week that I've ever spent calling him, to, asking the Lord, you know, to fulfill his promises to me. But after it was over, it's like, oh, I saw the Lord do such great things. Praise God. Amen. You can rejoice. But in the midst of the trial, it's, it's harrowing. And then also I was diagnosed with lymphoma cancer a while back. And so I told the nurse, I go, you know what? This can't be. <laughs> 
I'm a, I'm a man of God. I, I preach the gospel. I'm not supposed to have this. I said, you're not going to see me anymore. This is the last time you're going to see me. And I went in the lobby and I started reading about the Bible. In Psalms 4, it says, I heard your cry. I heard your prayer. I'll incline my ear to your, to your words. I will heal you. I said, praise God. I got it. And so I kept studying and reading the word and quoting it, and I kept confessing in the name of Jesus. Then I found in Matthew where it says, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things he saith shall come to pass, he shall have whatever he saith. So I said, if God said we can move a mountain, surely I can move a little lump in my throat here, right? So I started commanding. I command this lump to go. I command it to go into the sea in the name of Jesus. I command it to cease and desist from its work. And I just kept speaking to it, speaking to it, speaking to it. And then I heard on a tape, the guy said, when I was praying for a tumor, he said, and I felt the tumor, you know, shrink under my fingertips. I go, oh, yeah, that's what I want. So I said, I command you to shrink in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I was in the, the doctor's office. I had taken all these MRIs and all these tests, and I kept saying, Lord, anytime you want to heal me, I'm already. <laughs> and so finally I'm in the doctor's office, and he calls me in, and I could feel that lump go down underneath my fingertips, just like the man said. So I went in there, and I went, praise God. He goes, he checked my throat, and he goes, well, where's the lump? <laughs> I cast it into the sea. <laughs> he goes, what, what are you, some kind of Oral Roberts guy? <laughs> I go, yeah, I am. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So you can see God work in your life. Oh, do we have that back up again? The chart? And we're getting ready to close. Not working now? Ay, ay, ay. Okay, so I'll read them to you. So these are the, the, uh, the, four, the five things that he has. He's a counselor. You can go to him first for counsel. How many of you need some counsel? Yeah. And you say, well, I, I don't hear from the Lord that well. Just try. Just start talking to him. He'll talk to you. Some, I think you hear the Lord more than what you think because you ever had that feeling where you go, something told me that I shouldn't do that or something told me I should go over here. That something is someone. That's the Holy Spirit. He'll talk to you. Praise the Lord. Just try it out. And my wife was trying to find some receipts yesterday to return some clothes, and she couldn't find it. She, I mean, we turned the whole, her whole bedroom upside down, right? She looked through all the receipts she had. She couldn't find it. I said, well, let's pray to the Holy Spirit. <laughs> He's in charge of lost and found. And so we prayed. Sure enough, she comes around, looky here, look at what I got. <laughs> they were right there. I don't know how they got there, but for some reason they got there. Well, the Holy Spirit knows how to bring it to us. Say praise God. He's an advocate. He pleads our case for us when we're in trouble. Do you know you have a lawyer with you on retainer? ready to speak on your behalf. I know one time we had this couple came in and, and, and they were counseling. They, they had a problem, financial problem, and they were asking me about it. And so we were sitting down and we were, they, they were telling me all the situation, the story, and I looked at them and I said, man, I, in my mind I'm thinking, I, I don't even think God can help you out of this one. 
it was that difficult. I can't remember. The it was that difficult. And so I said, well, let's pray. Proverbs 21.1, the heart of the king is in the hand of the Lord, and he turns it whithersoever he will. Let's pray that the judge's heart will turn in your favor. And I just said, okay, let's pray, guys. And I prayed. The next week, they, I saw him at church. I go, well, how did it go? They go, fantastic. The Lord worked everything out. We're so ecstatic. It was amazing. I went, really? God did it all for you. So when I told the pastor, I go, man, I prayed this Proverbs 21.1 with this couple, and, and God worked. I, I go, man, that scripture really works. You know what he said? Yeah. They, they all really work. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. They all really work. So he's an intercessor. He prays for us and through us when we don't know how or what to pray for. Praise the Lord. He's our standby. He stands by us, ready to act on our behalf when we need something, like, like uh, Ernie was playing the Holy Spirit. He was waiting, just waiting for us to say something. But when we don't talk to him, guess what? He doesn't talk to us. And then also he's our strengthener. He gives us God's grace to do whatever we need to do in every situation. How many of you need the Holy Spirit? Amen. How many of you want the Holy Spirit to work in your life? Amen. Amen. So let me lead you in this this prayer confession. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, let's just stand to our feet and let's make this confession to him. Amen. Say, Father God, Father God we thank you for your son, Jesus. He died on the cross, paid the price for my sins. I thank you that I have eternal salvation in you. I also hear that your precious Holy Spirit will come to us to lead us and guide us all the days of our lives. I ask you for your precious Holy Spirit to come into me now, to be Lord of my life, to speak to me in my life, all the things that I need to have done to fulfill your work and your will in my life, in, my life. In, Jesus name. in Jesus' name, amen. amen.